good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hi, I'm Laura Lenore, your host and hypnotist, and this week our episode is all about the way we speak to ourselves. Our internal dialogue is often a key part of our self-perception, whether we're saying kind and supportive things to ourselves or beating ourselves up for every little thing or somewhere in between. Today, we will be exploring some of the ways we can work with this internal voice consciously, moving away from harsh self-critical thinking and towards positive and supportive thoughts. Then next week, we'll follow this up with a hypnosis journey to help us experience our internal dialogue in a more empowering way, more broadly in our life. So you'll want to stick around for that one too. For those of you who listened to the episode a couple weeks ago, you're already familiar with the way I instructed you to notice your thought patterns in a more detailed way, noticing the structure of the thinking as much as the content. And we'll be doing something similar today with your perception of your internal voice. So if you already practiced this last time, it will be even easier for you today. If you didn't listen to that one, that's okay. We're going to walk you through the whole process So to begin with the negative side, I want you to think of any critical thoughts that you have habitually about yourself or thoughts that you remember having somewhat recently. So it's fresh in your mind. And then just make a list of a few of the major ones. Do this on your phone or pull out a sheet of paper. You can pause the episode for a moment to prepare if you need to and just put down at least two to three things to get started. If you have way more than that, then limit yourself for now to just a few because we don't really need that many just to explore this concept. And you can do as many as you want later, but you don't need a long list to start off with. If you are able to immediately think of these things, then that's actually good. It's definitely easier when you are consciously aware of what you're thinking. But if not, that's okay too. We're going to work on bringing some of these up to the level of conscious awareness here together for a few moments. One way to find these thoughts is to think of a specific event, something that has not gone the way that you wanted it to, something you've got some feelings about how that went that are not so positive. And as soon as you think of that specific event or situation, if you close your eyes to help yourself focus internally on the experience for a moment, if it's safe to close your eyes, just notice what thoughts are going through your mind when you think about this event or this situation. Maybe there are some negative things about other people or other aspects. So we're going to ignore those for now. I want you just to focus on your own role in the situation just for a moment. What did you do or not do that you're perhaps a little upset at yourself about? And specifically, what does it say about you 
and about who you are that this happened, about what you did, about what you didn't do. What does that say about you? And if nothing is immediately coming up, then consider this situation and ask yourself to fill in the blank to this statement. Everything would be better if I wasn't so blank. Or sometimes it's easier to notice our critical thoughts when we think about the things that we assume other people are thinking about us. Since we can't actually read minds, it's often a matter of projection when it seems to you like everyone has similar critical thoughts about you. So if you think about the people in your life around whom you may feel self-conscious or a little less than comfortable, what are some of the things that they seem to be thinking about you or that you fear that they might be thinking about you or the things that you specifically feel self-conscious about yourself around them? quick side note, one thing you can realize here, by the way, is that the only way other people's judgment can bother us is if there's at least some small part of us that agrees or fears that this specific thing is true. If a perfect stranger came up to you in the street and accused you of something ridiculous that is definitely not true, like, you are one of those slimy alien people disguised as a human, then it would be really easy for you to dismiss this insult, obviously unless you are a slimy alien and you're hoping that nobody will notice. It's less easy to just dismiss something that we might feel could be true. And knowing this allows us to realize that when people say things that are hurtful, or even if we just think they might be thinking something hurtful, the fact that that thought is painful, it gives us knowledge and opportunity to address that fear. Or if it's actually something that is true, which is sometimes the case, then it makes us realize that quality is important to us, that there's something that we need to do there to either resolve it or improve it within ourselves or accept it about ourselves. Either one. I mean, there are many things that at different points in our life feel like an insult, but once we really learn to love and accept ourselves, it doesn't feel like a big deal to own up to that quality that we have in ourselves. So when we're no longer feeling vulnerable to that insult or that accusation, that really is the clue that you have done your work there and there's really nothing left about that thing that feels true or that feels like the truth is necessarily a bad thing. Um, Hope that all makes sense. That was a bit of a detour. So getting back to the main point, if you can think of a moment where someone said something about you that felt painful, like you were afraid it might be true for you, then go ahead and add that to our list of critical thoughts. And if you still don't have anything, then either you are doing really well with your supportive inner dialogue already, and you don't really need this episode, or you might want to spend a little time paying closer attention to the thoughts that come up for you during your day, particularly the thoughts that lead you to feel stressed or anxious or any negative emotion, really. Just notice when you're feeling bad and ask yourself, what was I just thinking about? And it'll get easier and easier the more you practice this to be consciously aware of your thoughts. This part alone is actually quite helpful for most people because many of our repetitive thoughts about ourselves are actually pretty ridiculous. And when we consider them consciously, we actually know that they're not true. But since they fly through our mind so quickly and unconsciously most of the time, we just accept them and respond to those thoughts as if they are true. So spend a little time noticing write a list and then come back to this process once you have a few things written down. So now with a few items on your list, we're going to just pick one to start. 
and I want you to really notice the way you hear this thought in your mind. You can write the answers out as we go if that will help you remember what you've noticed so that we can work with it. For these observations, this is really just information coming from your own unconscious mind. So you're not usually consciously aware of these answers before I ask you. And when it comes to getting unconscious information, it usually comes into our mind really quickly. And it usually feels like you're making it up. So it's totally normal and okay if that's what you're experiencing. And then like a split second later, our our slower conscious mind catches up and might say something like, oh, what's this? This must be wrong. Let's edit it uh, to something that we can consciously understand. And when that happens, just notice that impulse to edit the response to choose something else and to ignore it and go with the first thing. That is where the real power is in this exercise in noticing and working with the unconscious information. So let's get into it now. The first thing, so hear yourself having this thought, this critical thought about yourself. And as you are listening to it, really noticing, is this actually your own voice saying this to you? Or does it sound more like someone else? We can often take on the criticism of of authority figures in our lives, especially when we're really young. So it's not uncommon for my clients to notice that it is actually a parent or family member or teacher or coach who is actually the source of that particular voice or criticism. For now, just notice who is this? Is this me or is this someone else? Also, is this thought, whether it is your own voice or one you've taken on from somewhere else, is it loud or is it soft? Is it high-pitched or is it lower? Is it close to you or is it far away? And while you're noticing the position of it, where exactly do you feel like it's located as you're listening to it? Do you sense it coming more from one side or another, the left or the right? Is it more front or back or center? This particular question is a really interesting one. As many times I've noticed that people that I'm working with seem to hear this critical voice more to one side than the other, more to the left or to the right, particularly. Um, But just go ahead and notice where this voice is coming from, what you're aware of about it, and really just check in and just allow yourself to experience it rather than assuming you already know what it'll be before you check, right? Really let yourself play this voice in your mind and notice the details. So now we have some clues here and we're going to play a bit with this thought using this information. So first, if the voice seems to come from someone else, I want you to imagine it noticing where it's located And imagine the voice itself is actually a tangible thing you can grab with your hands physically, like a ball of sound or like a speaker that the sound is coming out of or whatever symbol appeals to you is fine, as long as it's something tangible. And then I want you to imagine that you're going back to the person it came from. And this could be a scene from the past. This could be present day. This could be in a total alternate universe. Maybe it's somebody that's no longer alive and you could still visit them in this alternate place and say something along the lines of, thank you for this. I know you were trying to help in some way when you said this. I no longer need it. So you can have it back now. And then just hand it to them or set it down or whatever makes sense for your scene. 
it doesn't really matter whether they take it back or not. The whole thing is that you are releasing it, right? This voice was never really their voice, of course. It was a version of them that you took on and created in your own mind. So we're using this same imagination, the same capacity of your mind that took on the voice in the first place. And we can use that to give it back just as well. So whenever you notice a voice like this, coming from someone else, one that's not supportive or helpful in any way, then you can just give it back. You don't need to keep it. And next, we're going to play with the location of the voice. And the rest of this works just as well when this voice is yours as when it's not. So if you want to do this part, if it seems like it's still there, even after you gave it back, you can do the rest of this process with that or do the rest of this process with those voices that sound like they're coming from you. And once you notice where the voice is located, then we're going to move it around and notice how moving it actually changes its impact on us. It's really common, like I said, for clients to report that the negative voices are coming from one side or the other, more the left or the right. And the fun thing is that once we move it to the other side, it tends to feel less true, like less relevant, like it has less emotional impact on us. So if you notice the voice is off to one side more than the other, then just grab it again, like a speaker or a ball of sound or something else tangible, and move it over to the opposite side. And once it's there, just listen again and notice how these same words most likely feel different already. The other thing that we can do with location is imagine moving the sound further away especially way back behind you, as far back as you want to go, anywhere from a few feet to a few miles away. And just notice how that helps you feel different. And another thing that we can play with, with this voice, with this thought, we can change the tone and the volume. It rarely feels the same to hear an insult in a cartoonish, squeaky voice like, you always mess everything up. It just, just doesn't feel really so serious at all, does it? Or you can turn the volume all the way down or just way down so it's like a whisper. Just play with each of these different options and just notice how the feeling of that statement is different. It feels different. And I know this all sounds really simple. So if you're listening to me and you're not actually trying it, I can imagine that you might not think this actually makes a big difference. So I would just ask that you actually experience this for yourself. Find a thought that has that emotional resonance for you that feels bad in some way and just notice what a difference it makes to that feeling when you change the location, the sound, the tone, the volume of this voice, right? And typically with these kind of changes, it takes about three to five repetitions before they stick. So if the voice just pops back into the old location again, just repeat this process each time until you notice that it will stay in the new place and it will no longer bother you the way it used to. You may have to repeat this process for different critical thoughts and different internal voices, but we each have basically a tipping point where we change enough data points in the neural network connected to this critical thinking. So it flips the whole pattern so that it feels different. So do your best to stick with this process and be as consistent as you can each time you notice 
an overly critical comment or thought in your inner dialogue. Because the more often and the more frequently you are able to shift them in this simple way, the more you're actually training your brain to think differently. So that part of the exercise is all about reducing the negative thinking patterns. And I want to talk briefly about increasing the positive side as well. If we've been in a negative self-critical thinking pattern for some time, it can feel really awkward saying positive things to ourselves, but it's really worth practicing and getting more comfortable with it. And the more you consciously practice, the more these ways of speaking to yourself begin to seep into your unconscious thinking as well. I actually remember my own experience. The first time noticing my internal dialogue being supportive and kind to me after doing some really intense work in this area for myself. And it was such a wonderful feeling in that moment. And making this shift in my thinking has also just opened up so much possibility for me and what I'm able to accomplish, improving my relationships and just allowing me to enjoy my life so much more. So it's well worth the time we put into improving this aspect of our thinking. I'll give you a couple options here for beginning to practice having more positive thoughts and thereby proactively creating more positive patterns in your unconscious thinking as well. The first suggestion is to tie this process to the first exercise we did today so that after you notice and identify a negative thought, you can use the process of moving or transforming it. And then you can ask yourself to notice evidence of the opposite, right? So if the original thought was, why are you so stupid? You can ask yourself to notice moments when you have done things that are smart or moments where you have learned from mistakes and improved. Uh, because of course, I'm all about growth mindset. So got to build that in there. If you were thinking something like everyone hates me, maybe make yourself notice the people in your life who don't hate you, who will even tell you the opposite. If some aspect of your physical body causes you to put yourself down, ask yourself to notice what is beautiful about you. We all have something and sometimes we just need to look for it and pay attention to that and train our minds to pay more attention to the positive side of whatever the critical area is trying to say to you. The other way to begin cultivating more positive self-talk is to actually make a regular practice, maybe even a daily practice of speaking to yourself in a positive way. Doing this in a mirror while actually looking yourself in the eyes can be very powerful. It can be a little uncomfortable at first too, but that's part of the power, I think. And rather than focusing on specific compliments, kind of like we were doing with the other exercise, showing yourself unconditional love can be so deeply and powerfully transformative. So as you're looking into your own eyes in the mirror, you can say something like this. I love you no matter what. I love you even when you screw up and make mistakes. I love you no matter what you say, no matter what you do, and I know how wonderful you really are even when you don't even know it. And saying these kinds of things to yourself, it probably will feel silly and uncomfortable at first because you don't really believe it. But if you stick with it every day, if you keep saying it to yourself, you can notice how it begins to feel more and more true. 
especially if you're using the other exercises that we talked about today as well. So I hope that you use one or two or all of three of these exercises this week and beyond to help shift your internal voice into a more positive, supporting and loving voice. It just makes everything in life feel easier and more enjoyable that way. And I hope you stay tuned for next week when we are going to go on a journey together using hypnosis to make these positive shifts to your internal voice even more quickly and deeply. I would love to hear about your experiences with the processes that we are using together today. I would love to hear your questions, your comments. You can find me at facebook.com slash good enough and getting better or at lenorehypnosis.com where you can write me a message or book a phone consultation to explore if one-to-one hypnosis sessions might be helpful for your situation. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Please speak kindly to yourself this week as much as possible and share this with friends who are also too hard on themselves. And I also appreciate all of you who like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast as well, because that really helps other people to find this information so that they can also learn to speak more kindly to themselves as well. So I hope you join me again next week. Bye for now. 